property tax, three main areas where you can get deductions for your property. Stay tuned. Good morning, episode 310, property tax. Everybody hates tax, but everybody loves deduction. Mark Novak and Harry, welcome. Good morning. So hey, Harry, last, last time I went bananas, last last uh, one Harry did, and I think you've helped a lot of people, so we had to bring you back on again. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Pleasure to be back. Yes, yeah, so last episode we touched on a lot of um, people working from home, what you can deduct and sort of the levels. And I think it was very simple but very eye-opening for a lot of people. Obviously through COVID, everyone's sort of working from home and they just, they're buying stuff but not, they're not always thinking, hang on, maybe I can claim this back because they're not used to being able to do it. And a lot of people have that with their deductions for their house, their investment property. So this morning, let's cover some main things where people can implement straight away and open their eyes for what they can do. Certainly. So today's a very interesting topic because it pretty much impacts everybody with a rental property. So if you've got a rental property, then it's important to pay close attention to this because there could be thousands of dollars that you're missing out on in regards to tax deductions. Um, so when the year's finished, your, your agent provides you with an agent statement with your costs that you've already expensed, such as cleaning, strata, um, you know, gardening, repairs and maintenance, all of that. Um, there's really no point in going through all of that today. But my top three that I find that a lot of landlords are missing out on are these. So the first one is depreciation of the building itself. So it's not an actual cash outlay that somebody has incurred. Um, it's still a tax deduction, even though you haven't paid anything. It's a non-cash tax deduction. So the actual building that you buy, the new building, um, does wear and tear. And in fact, that can be depreciated over time. So it's something that property investors miss out on. And I see a lot of it in, in tax returns that I review that landlords have, have no idea that you can actually depreciate that. Even, if it's, and, and, even if it's a strata unit, that they're still entitled yeah. to that? Yeah, look, it, so it depends when it's a house. A unit and a house, and I always hear from clients, they because that's not you, they didn't think they could. Yeah, so from 2017, there was a new rule that was put forward. So anything purchased after 2017 um, has to be a, a new build. Um, so the newer builds like the Meritons, the Mervacs that are going up, if you've bought one of those units, um, then you can certainly apply to get this Div 40. So is that appreciation or depreciation or is that the same thing? No, depreciation. So depreciation. So, yeah. uh, so if you've bought a unit 2015, it's five years old, there's still depreciation you can claim. Yeah, no, you won't be able to, yeah, claim part of that. So um, the, the new build is talking like the, the new build that went up in DY, the, the Mervac building. 
Renewal bills. Yeah. Meriton, yeah. Is that the same as when you get like a depreciation schedule? Is that exactly what that right? Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so if we do this like mathematics for dummies, say like an average person's earning sixty thousand a year, on average seventy thousand a year. Say they have an investment property in in uh, that's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand, a two bedroom unit. They own it over a five year period. If they forget to claim tax deduction, uh, tax depreciation, how much are they forgetting? How much money they're losing or not, or not, not going to be claiming? Like, is that, are we talking $500 over five years? Or are we talking like 15,000? Like, what the cash in pocket, if they're an average income earner owning average investment property, how much cash injection into the pocket is the negative? Mm. Is the um, the, the depreciation going to give the average punter? Yeah, so you need to call in a quantity surveyor because it's actually a very complicated calculation to do. Um, they'll assess the building and the age of it, and they'll come in and, and tell you what you could claim. So pretty much, it's two and a half percent of the cost that they allocate to your building or unit over 40 years. So you claim it over a period of time. Um, it, it's really difficult to, to say what the average earner would, would get from, from a tax deduction perspective because every building's different, you see, so. Yep. But I think especially- but when, What are we build, talking, 500 or 15,000? Like give us, give us something. Oh, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's a range of between one to, to four thousand dollars in in any year you could you could claim yeah. on an average unit that I see. Yeah, so wow. that's big. Yeah, that's big. And that's something very simple, like a quantity surveyor. I believe for tax depreciation is like five hundred dollars, and you that's can right. yeah. get four thousand dollars. Obviously, the newer the build, the more depreciation. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, and that's not a one-off. If you if it's four thousand that year, next year could be three thousand, next year could be two thousand. But that five hundred dollars that you do once could get you five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars in tax benefit. It's an, it's an ongoing. It's an ongoing deduction. Correct. Yeah. So that's number one. What's number two? So n number two is the actual fixtures and fittings in, or the equipment of items inside the unit as well. So things that aren't uh, part of the building like ovens, dishwashers, all of that, they all get depreciated over time. So um, you can depreciate that as well over a certain period of time, over four years, five years, depending on the item. So that's a tax deduction as well. Even if you don't have the receipts for them because you just bought the property, not the oven, but obviously the oven's in the property. Yeah, you, you'll have to install it new. It would be have to be a new item that you've put in, not a used item, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. very important to keep the receipts there. Yeah, when you're buying new items, yeah. The other point I wanted to make was to do with borrowing costs as well. So um, when people go to the bank and they, they borrow, the bank obviously does a lot of due diligence. They would do evaluation. Um, for some commercial properties, it could be ten to $20,000. Yeah. Um, and people forget about that when it comes to tax time. So valuation of properties can be depreciate, can be amortized over five years. So if you've paid the loan establishment costs, uh, mortgage costs, 
all of that they, they can be amortized over five years so don't don't lose those records lawyer the lawyer wow. well the, the lawyer costs are, are capital because they they form part of the cost base of the property um because they're not because you're not incurring that while it's earning income so you can actually yeah they form it's like stamp duty forms part of the cost base lawyer costs okay. yeah but purchase and sale of property yeah. Kitchen, bathroom, that that's that's cost. Yeah, that that's huge. Yeah, that's that that get that gets depreciated. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um Harry, I had a quick question that just hit my head uh back on the uh new building depreciation. Is it true that if you claim that new deal building, you own the property for 10 years, you claim that new building depreciation or building depreciation, it's not new. Even if you're pre-2017, you can still claim guys and girls if you miss that. But you have to pay that back at the end, apparently. Something's got to be paid. There's an equaliser at the end on, on, uh, on that. Uh, no, I haven't, no, I don't think there's anything to be paid back at the end um not not to my knowledge doesn't come, no. your cap, doesn't come off your capital okay so there's no, no capital, it's, it's, not, um, it's, it's not like a lease or balloon payment for for a car or anything like that no and it doesn't add to your no, capital growth no okay no no cool what else uh, and one thing we the sublease subleasing of a residential room or subleasing of maybe part of your office for a lot, I think a lot of people are doing that now just for that additional income. How how do how can that be applied for residential yeah. and commercial? What would you yeah. recommend? From a tax perspective, um, it's critical to speak to your real estate agent um, because you need to be renting out that room for market market price mm -hmm. um, if you're not renting out that room for a market rate then all of your expenses need to be brought back down to what discount you're providing so if you've got a room that's marketed at uh, you know five hundred dollars a week um, and then you are renting it out to a friend for for 250 you're providing a 50 percent discount all of your costs related to that renting out of that room need to be apportioned by 50%. Need to be reduced by 50%. Yeah. So that, that, that's a critical point. And what would happen if you're leasing the property? So you're, let's say the rent's 20 grand a year as, uh, as an expense, but then now you're getting income. Would that sort of even itself out or would you have to say that's income and you keep your expense? Like, are you not going to get hit by having, or does it sort of just look at it as that would just go? Oh, to the yeah, the same rules. The same rules apply for subleasing. It's you just got to make sure you, you can actually you're actually allowed to sublease when you do get a lease. That's that's an important clause in the lease to see that. Um, yep. But um, the, the same rules apply to to just a normal investment property. Income and expense. Yeah. Cool. Any anything else you wanted to add on to that, Mark? Any any questions there? We got Amanda from Canada watching. Thank you for ch watching international Amanda. global. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think it's really important that uh, like this. There's been the thing that I love about talking with you, Harry, is this is stuff that you forget. You actually forget to ask your accountant. You don't know mm -hmm. to ask your accountant. Um, 
and or and you're giving this information away for free as a pro um and i think in covid a lot of people's tax situation has changed so what's actually happened is their their tax environment's changed a lot or little homework renting and buying furniture from for 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 working from home renting office because uh, you're working from home travel expenses car ex everything is actually changing at the moment so i think it's yep. really important that people are actually a pretty uh eagle eye on this sort of stuff because you know they could be leaving a hell of a lot of money on the table uh, and stuff like it's not about you're out people are out to, out to get the government or the government's out to get people but everyone's got rights but people aren't exercising their rights and uh and, and that's money left on the table exactly right you need to know what you're entitled to um that that's the that's the that's the policy of it and you don't want to miss out on things um but, but one important thing i did want to bring up is when you do claim these costs um you need to make sure the property is available for rent so what that means is it doesn't mean the property needs to be earning income it just means that the property needs to be advertised on on the market for rent so oh. yeah 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 so um you, you don't i mean obviously you can't just advertise to your social network um or your facebook but it needs to be on you know the large domains like realestate.com or um domain.com um, you need to prove that it's actually advertised. Wow. Because a lot of people worry about that where they've just bought a property, they do renovations and they, they're going to rent it out. So like, does it count? So as long as you have it advertised for lease, coming soon, do the work, do it, you can claim it or in between tenants, as long as it's been for lease, you can show it actively. That's big. I know a lot of people worry about that. They're like, well, I did the works before I had a tenant. So the key thing there is have an ad online saying this coming soon, available in four weeks. Get the well, works. Well, yeah, you, you can't you, you can't really say coming soon or available in four weeks. You've got to really say available now. Okay. Um, that that's that's the that's the that's the trigger. It's got to be available now. Um, yeah. Obviously, part to repairs while it's available now, but um, it has to be available to rent tomorrow or today, type of thing. Okay. So just to, so just to take that from the top, if you are if you are going to be claiming a tax deduction, whether it's negative gearing, you're just renting your property out, or even if you're going to rent out your room in your own house. Yep. Is that you still need to have it formally advertised? um with, with with the with the rooms yeah exactly right yeah yeah, yeah. it has to be advertised for, for rent if you want to claim any type of deductions against that th those premises yeah because i guess you want to sort of show that it's, it's been open market fair market mm. value that's been placed on it and how would one arrive to market value well it's, there's no better way to arrive to market value than actually putting it to the market yeah. so it's pretty it's pretty important that people keep a screenshot of that where it appears where it appears at the very least yep yeah, yeah i mean have a record of where you've advertised the property and and for what period um because that that's critical and i'm sure the domains will will give you some kind of 
docket or receipt to show that you're online for that period of time um, yeah. and that's evidence or even you know your real estate agent could sign a declaration to say that we advertise the property during this period um, that, that can be done as well um, usually the first option is better substantiation yes all right perfect well anything else you add on to that 15 minutes flies when you're talking about tax <laughs> unlike yeah. tax the other thing that, that's yeah. come up that a lot of people forget about um that the rules changed in 2017 is to do with travel costs to your rental property so prior to 2017 you could actually drive if you had a property at the south coast you could drive down to that property do a few repairs on that property um do a bit of gardening you know and then claim all of your your fuel your, your travel down there um but that's all been scrapped uh, at the moment so unless you can prove that the you're actually running a business of rental properties uh carrying on a business then you can't actually claim the travel costs so a, a lot of landlords still think that travel to a rental property you can still claim but but that's actually been abolished uh, I reckon a lot of people may have been buying down in Melbourne, the coast. Every time they go up there, they say it's for their property. Yeah. That would be a good way. Yeah, a, a lot of people have properties in their SMS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people have properties, you know, in their SMSF and they drive down to repair it and they think it's deductible, but it's actually not. So it seems to be A lot of people are travelling the world and thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, any any other big changes like that because i reckon that's very significant that nobody knows i reckon there's a lot of people out there still collecting their petrol receipts the flight tickets for that improp that property yeah look i think people tried to take advantage advantage of the system and it was it was just you know too much of an overload of um of deductions coming through on that basis and, and the ato said you know we're going to scrap this so um when too many people try and take advantage of things then the ato step in and, and change the rules so uh, that, that's how it works yeah, yeah first that's class ticket up to queensland to see the investment property no no <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? Thank you again very much, Harry, for coming no on. Problem. No problem. Look, it's it's an area that affects everybody, so I think it's, it was important to talk about it. Um, you know, if you've got a rental property, then then this sort of webinar re really affects you, and it's it's good to speak to your agent. It's good to speak to your accountant. Good to speak to your lawyer. Try and get as much professionals around your decision making as possible, because that that helps in remaining compliant and, and making the right decision um down the track yes and i've put your details into the conversation as well because if you don't have an accountant a lot i reckon a lot of people may have just bought they never really used an accountant because they had a simple summary and harry's details they call and um your local where you milson's point yeah so yeah. awesome all right fantastic thank you very You're much all right Good to Harry, thank you so much, buddy. It's unbelievable what you've done, and no it's problem. very generous of your time for people. And uh, I guess if, if you are without an accountant, the perfect man for the job right in front of you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Chat soon. See you. Bye, See bye, 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 bye.